regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, a podcast that is exactly the same every, every week. single week. You see if it isn't. I am Steve Hogarty, as I always am, and I am always joined by my three Bez friends, <laughs> whom I will introduce to you now. To my left, Joe Scrabels. And to my front, John Blythe. Call and me Log, call me Log. I always say this, it's part of the thing, call me Log. To my right, Spellcasting, Matt Lees. I want to know what all of your features are going to be about. I'm going to take you on another controversial towel adventure which will leave half of the world loving me and half of the world hating me. I've got some problems with modern architecture. And I want to know what Prince Philip was really up to when he smashed that family off the road with his big old Range Rover. I, d- I didn't have time for my feature, but it's it's there and it's good. But I would like to draw up Matt Lee's on his nightmare etiquette. You don't spell cast without spell. Spelling it. I know. I know. It's fine, Matt. I'm not angry. Look, just like I'm not angry about your fucking towels. (laughs) Steve. Steve sounded like a goblin. I wanted to make reference to that, and I knew that spelling my full name out would just be fucking annoying. Well, I would have appreciated it. Start the podcast. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. You are Prince Philip, royal husband and secret time cop. Can you murder an innocent baby named Lydia before she can grow up to become Lydia, Aryan spice queen and destroyer of Israel? Spice queen? queen? That's a long forgotten title. This is my feature about Prince Philip and his secret proclivities. I'm going to say a lot of respect, though, for the fact that he is clearly a man who, for whatever reasons, and we're going to probably find out, is really out there trying to kill infants. Yeah. And only three days after having a real failure on that front, he was straight back in the car to get at the only fact he was doing it without a seatbelt. So he's willing to take himself out to kill that infant. The The only way he could have made that. Even better is if he was wearing aviators when they found him without his seatbelt on. He's so fuck this. <laughs> fuck you, baby. <laughs> I'm on a baby on. Because I like the aviators so much, Joe, you can be Phil. Okay. Phil. <laughs> Dr. Phil, I think he's called. And Log, uh, you will take on the role of the other person in the script. <laughs> I won't name now because it will be a spoiler. Okie dokes. You are Prince Philip. Everybody's most least favourite royal after the idiot princess cousins, Daiquiri and Jackery. <laughs> you are out for your morning drive, enjoying the glare of the low sun blinding your eyes when your chronograph begins to buzz with raw time energy. It's an incoming chrono transmission from the year 5 billion <gasps> BC <laughs> in the future. It's Time Cop Captain Tom. And he has his Time Cop Captain Top Hat on, which must mean something very serious is the matter. Do you have any direction for my voice? Or shall I just go with what I feel? You are a Time Cop Captain calling Prince Philip. Good direction. Prince Philip, come in. Reading your loud and clear, Captain Tom. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not. <laughs> I just thought I thought he might have a sort of different personality his, as a, his as a time cop. time cop voice. Maybe... 
dial it down a little bit. <laughs> Reading so your loud and clear, Captain Tom. Why are Russian? He's a double agent. Haven't you been reading the news, Steve? Secret time cop. I'll do the voice I do for literally everything. Nice. Which is my voice, but lower. <laughs> let you me... pretend to be really old and bad at driving. <sighs> let, let me do my line again. All right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring me like in, bring me in. Thing. Because my line, I think, built a lot of scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prince Philip, come in. Reading loud and clear, Captain Tom. We've just received word that Lydia, the scourge of the Jews, has recently been born in your vicinity as a baby. I hardly need remind you that she's basically the Hitler of our time, and you must do whatever you can to murder her baby body and divert the timeline. Easy peasy, Captain. After all, this isn't my first rodeo. Yes, we're all still very grateful you stopped Diana before she could secretly plant any more landmines when everyone's backs were turned. Your actions saved countless lives. No need to thank me. I only wish I could have nailed that bitch sooner. Ah, we all have regrets, Phil, but you don't have to carry that burden with you. It's just, sometimes I feel like I could be doing more. Sure, I'm a time cop working in total secrecy in the highest levels of government, subtly chaperoning the passage of time and putting right what once went wrong. (laughs) But a man of my... Out of nowhere. Your Range Rover plows into a Vauxhall Astra. Sending it tumbling across the road in a shower of metal and glass. The car spins for what feels like ages before coming to a stop in the grassy ditch by the side of the road. Disorientated, you stumble onto the debris-covered tarmac. You hear screaming, howls of uncontrollable anguish. A woman stands, bloodied, next to the wreckage of her car. The car you rammed. On the ground is her husband. He isn't moving. My baby, my baby, she screams. And that's when you see what's left of the car seat, crumbled like a paper cup beneath the Astra's rooftop. Blood everywhere. What? What was your baby's name, you say, voice trembling. She doesn't seem to hear you and collapses to the ground and sobs deep, pained sobs. You ask again, your baby's name, What was it? She locks eyes with yours and tries to form the words. Mr. Blobby, she says. (laughs) You killed Mr. Blobby. (laughs) Your chronograph is ringing. God damn it, Prince Philip. You better have a good explanation for this. There's no such thing as Mr. Blobby in the future anymore. Without his genial, moderating influence, Noel Edmund starts a suicide cult on the Isle of Man and leads 50,000 people to their deaths on the last ever episode of Noel's house party. (laughs) I'm sorry, Captain. I didn't realise... I didn't realise it was Mr. Blobby in the car. Mr. Who? I've never heard that name before. There's no such thing as a blobby. I don't know what you're talking about. It's too late. The time tributaries are collapsing and Mr. Blobby's death is about to become a fixed point in the continuum. There's only one thing for it. You'll have to use your last remaining tachyon crystal to rewind time by 20 minutes. Only this time you're going to ram the right car and kill Lydia. With shaking fingers, you enter the temporal coordinates into your chronograph, and, in a blue flash, you're back in your Range Rover, out for your morning drive. To the rest of the world, it's as though nothing has happened. 
but in your world, the memories of the crumpled body of baby Blobby sits in your stomach like a pink and yellow stone. Too much meddling. Too much destruction, you think. Perhaps this time, this time, things should come to an end. Up ahead, you see your target on the road. Your foot presses down on the accelerator. The Range Rover's six-cylinder engine burly purrs as the speedometer rises. This will be your last mission. You remove your seatbelt. In the last few minutes, it has been confirmed that the Duke of Edinburgh has been involved in a car accident near the Sandringham Estate in Norfolk this afternoon. I reckon I've done my bit. I, I want to enjoy myself from being a bit now. Um, with less responsibility, less uh, frantic rushing about, less preparation, less trying to think of something to say. Um, on top of that, memories going, I can't remember names and things. Uh, according to eyewitnesses, the Range Rover that the Duke was driving turned over. Yes, I, I'm just sort of winding down. Are you? Yes. Fucking on the bitches, looking at the pictures. I'm gonna take you back on a trip through memory lane to an old, old, old live episode of Regular Features, which we did in Nottingham Above Logs Pub, where I started a bit of a controversial conversation with, let's be real, the world about. Uh, techniques for drying yourself with a towel. Oh, I'm still angry at this. Right, okay. I was literally thinking about this in the showers at the gym yep. today. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really divided humanity, really. Like, there are people who are still fuming about it, and there are people who really have I'm taken... Not ta- no, I don't I don't think you are joking. <laughs> I really don't think you are. But there are other people who took what I said and have tried it and have found their lives enriched, changed. Stacked people get angry about it. For Listen, a long time. I know that people get angry about my relationship with towels. And so I thought... Oh, just because your relationship's better than mine. <laughs> I don't think it is. That's the problem. But anyway, I think what I do is I would like... It's 2019... New Year, New You. Nice. Let's try and find out what our relationship is with towels mm. for the New Year. So it's a little like personality quiz where we can go through some scenarios and you have a think in your head and you can do this at home as well if you're a reader. It'll be A, B, C or D. You remember which ones you mostly chose and at the end you'll find out what's the deal with you and towels. So this is Matt's Turbo Towel Test. Whip your towel self to the test and get towel fit for 2019. Mm. Mm. You arrive at the communal showers and dressing room in your work building, having worked up quite the healthy sweat on your upbeat cycle into the office. New year, new you, you bellow into the face of a woman you don't know, (laughs) striding into the changing rooms to grab your stashed towel. But oh dear, your large white towel that you used just yesterday is no longer hanging up to dry where you left it. In fact, it's no longer anywhere to be seen. That white towel was your towel, wasn't it? I mean... You haven't used these showers for maybe three or four months, but that was your towel. Oh, God, maybe that wasn't your towel. And now, perhaps more importantly, now it's gone. You don't have a towel towel to shower with. And you're in central bloody London. You've no idea where you might be able to buy a towel now. It is freezing outside. And you frankly aren't hot on the idea of traipsing around trying to find a Marks and Spencers whilst in Lycra. Besides, this isn't a new towel job. You can just bring in another old towel tomorrow. 
So, do you A. Continue your day without showering, sweaty as can be, and with helmet hair that makes you look like Professor Wito's traded his diploma for an ounce of crack? Or B. Find the crappiest looking towel you can and assure yourself that you will borrow it carefully. Right? C. Find the driest towel available. Sure, one so baked to a crisp has probably been entirely abandoned by now. It's a hot room, you know. Or D. Fuck it. If I'm breaking the laws of human society with the flagrancy of a toddler rubbing baked beans on his dick, I might as well live like a criminal king. I'm taking the best towel in the room right now and refusing to even comprehend the idea that the towel I used yesterday wasn't mine. It was mine. I'm a victim of the human race and I demand reparations in the form of this clean, fluffy bastard. First, I don't think a toddler rubbing baked beans on his dick is flouting the laws of society. Society doesn't yet apply to that child and you are imposing weird, weird rules on a toddler. You're so angry about towels. <laughs> I really am. I'm so, I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just saying that, like... Also, I fucking do it diagonally, Matt. And stop judging toddlers for what they that. do with baked beans in I'm their dicks. I'm not judging a toddler. I'm just saying that, like, wouldn't it be weird if, if we did that as adults? It's pointing out that, like, toddlers can get away with just being like, I don't give a shit. Secondly, <laughs> you also, you, you made out that, like, central London is the worst place to be caught short without a towel. I'd argue you're in Towel City. <laughs> Mate, like, that's, that's the original name for Westminster. <laughs> I love the idea that there is a, an alpha towel that in every gym and it, it sort of hangs above the changing rooms like a belt in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks at it like, that's daddy towel. Anyone else got any <laughs> thoughts? Daddy's towel. <laughs> and I'm feeling pretty daddy right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say as you clamber up a stepladder towards it? <laughs> a rickety stepladder that no one else is competing you with. <laughs> <laughs> You're batting them away even though they're trying to ignore you. Shush! Get, get away! <laughs> my towel. So, second question. Stepping into the shower, the water is hot. You wash away the sweat of the bike ride, but can you wash away the guilt of what you're doing? A. I'm not in the shower. I didn't have a shower. B. Every time anyone walks into the changing room, my heart drops. I am terrified that someone will yell, Where's my towel? Mostly B. Like a giant in a fairy tale that someone will then fail to kill. I desperately want this shower to be over, even though for now, in this locked booth, I am 100% safe. C. I'm absolutely blissfully confident that no one will ever come back for this towel. It's basically mine now. I've convinced myself that this is a victimless crime. Someone's even left some shower gel in here and it's fancier than my stuff. Let's have a squeeze. I'm mostly C now. <laughs> or D, fuck you, I don't care. <laughs> oh, I'm C, C. You see what are you boys on at the moment? C is who I be. I'm That's thinking, why I got confused earlier. Either C or D. But I think... One solution to this is to just have a shower and then just put all of your clothes back on because no one's wet forever. <laughs> no <laughs> one's a, wet forever. I was going to say, that is a Bond film, right? <laughs> I thought it was a Nick Berry song. They <laughs> will come around and dry you. <laughs> you are fully in the shower. How do you proceed to clean yourself? A. I don't clean myself because I don't have a shower, I, but I guess I'll probably wash my face in the sink. 
B, using my own shower gel and shampoo, I go for the absolute full deep clean. If I'm gonna have the awful audacity to use a stranger's towel, my skin will be peachy as a dream before I even go near it. C, just standard. Bit of shower gel there, bit there, cursory rub, a sort of a foam, squeeze around the janglies, done and done. D, this bottle of conditioner I found looks well expensive. I'm gonna use a tablespoon's worth of it to wank with. After that, I won't even make the slightest attempt to tow the worst of it down the plug hole. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. What are you towing down the plug hole there? There's jizz oh, you or know. ejaculate. And why would you push ejaculate with your toe when the water carries it? You seen how heavy it is? Oh, it's, it is like... It's like a bucket. Yeah. It's like yeah. nibbler shit from Futurama, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the shower is complete and it is time to become dry. There's no getting away from it. You are absolutely soaking. A. I didn't have a shower. How am I still on this list? I didn't have a shower. <laughs> B. Firmly squeezing most of the water out of your thick, lustrous, beautiful hair, you then proceed to mostly dry your body by deftly using your hands like fingery squeegees, working slowly downwards until eventually pushing most of the water all the way down both legs. You then proceed to use the least awful looking parts of your borrowed towel to carefully dab away at the wettest areas, although still being respectful enough not to use it on your dick, balls and ass. A man must have a code. C. I don't really think about it. Towel's a towel. Just, you know, get dry. Or D. Absolutely go to town on my gooch with it, right out of the bat. If goochers could be fluffed up like cartoon animals that fall into spin dryers, that's the kind of scenario we're looking at. After I'm fully dry, it goes straight on the floor so I can put my socks on without standing in a puddle. The floor looks quite dirty, but I hope, as I've established, I 100%... No. But as I hope I've established, I 100% do not give a shit. I'd want I'd want my towels to look like a tablecloth at an Indian restaurant by the time I'm done with it. <laughs> so, do you have a problem? Yeah, I know you've got the diagonal on the back thing. Do you have stop talking about the diagonal on your back? Jesus okay, Lord, that, that's is, that. That's I was that. Not expecting to be digging up these how, old wounds. Like how about cornering each hand and the perpendicular hacksaw through oh, the gooch? Oh yes, a fist. In front of you, a fist behind you, and it's like you're trying to cut yourself in half. <laughs> That's for the weekend. <laughs> That's my weekend action. You're dry. You're dressed. Your ass is at the rest. <laughs> no, no. You're, you're dry. You're dressed. It's time to re-enter the communal area and presumably return the towel. A. I didn't take the towel. Stop insinuating I did this. This is basically slander. B. Listen and wait until you're sure that no one else is in there, and then swiftly, but silently, like a snake or a bad fox, you rehang the towel where you found it and leave. C. Just walk out and stick it on the radiator. Get it nice and dry. You might end up using it again. You know? D. Oh, I just left it on the floor after I put my shoes on. I'm not picking that up. It's dirty. <laughs> I, I wanted D to be blame mostly A. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been better. Finally, as you leave the main changing room, you hear someone from the other shower booths open their door. A. Fuck you for thinking I'd do something like this. I think this is despicable and I don't understand it and I don't want anything to do with it. B. A 
oh god, they opened that door a bit quickly. Was it their towel? Was it me? Or, or did it seem like they moved a bit quickly there? It was, it was all a bit quick. It was a little bit quick. Did, did, did they try and rush out to see if their towel had been returned? Now that they've seen that their towel has been returned, surely they'll rush out into the corridor to see who just left. And you're here with big, wet, stupid hair, and you turn around to look, and don't turn around, they'll see your face. But there were other people there, and yes, fuck. But, but they could have been anyone. Fuck, you, you don't even know that anyone came out of the changing room, it just be walking down the corridor. Fuck, and even if they did, they couldn't have got a good look at your face and your big, bright, red fucking coat. Fuck, 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 run, just run. Don't run, what the fuck is wrong with you? Just keep walking, just keep walking. Don't change pace. Open the door, leave the corridor as if nothing in the world is wrong because it isn't, because you're a normal man who just had a normal shower and as soon as that door closes behind you, you bolt down those fucking stairs as fast as you can. Fuck, fuck. C, I don't care. Or D, I don't care. Fuck you. Fuck everyone who isn't me. Fucking fuck you. Strong D. Yeah, I'm most, I, like it. I feel like I'm mostly D. I think you I, like to think you're D, Joe, but you're not. What? That's right, I said it. That's the sickest I, burn I've ever heard. Unbelievable. Yeah, I he, think he, you're mostly Ds, but bitch, you mostly Cs. <laughs> you know you D, but I see. What? Bitch, what? you are hive because you're mostly bees. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just really glad that it turns out you're more fucked about towels than I was. So, like, I, I, I abdicate. Sure. If you scored mostly A, you are a normal, decent person. You're undeniably good and upstanding, although it's very likely I'd either become deeply bored talking to you while at a party or possibly enrage you so much we'd end up in an actual argument. Mostly B. For better or worse, you are Matt Lee's. Mostly C. Your detached naivety about the world around you and your capacity to justify the things that you do on the grounds that, universally, you're basically a victim, means that people who mostly answered C are most people. Awful without knowing it, absolutely everywhere. You don't make a big song and dance about it, but arguably you are the scourge of the earth. Finally, if you answered mostly D, you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've never felt so accurately analysed. <laughs> Boys, we're gonna go out. We're gonna dance to I'm a not band. Gonna dance. You're gonna dance. We're going to watch a cool band called Slime City, aren't we? Yeah. We're cool guys. We are. With yeah. real lives. Yeah. This was kind of built for when there were five of us, and that was gonna be like, whoa, we're all together again. Yeah, and then Gav yeah. dropped out like a prick. Yeah. Uh, so no one's heard of the band, but lots of people have heard of one member of the band. Which is why we're all going, and that's going to be cool, but, cool but guys, for us. You know that a long time ago there was a band that nobody had ever heard of, and everyone said no one's ever heard of that band, and that band, Jesus Christ, was Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah, <it was. laughs> Christ and the Apostles playing tonight in Nazareth. Anyway, I think Slime City is an irresponsible name because it promotes slime architecture, and I think that's real bad. Mm. Here's a series of crisis points for any real Slime City. Is this a Dragon Quest feature? <laughs> <laughs> Just... How do I get all the coins? If you lived in a slime city, due to seepage, the tallest building in slime city would be about six inches on a good day, and the people of slime city are still just normal humans, so everyone's got really bad backs. Crisis point in slime city, birds keep drowning. Crisis point in slime city, you can't make sewer pipes that are slime on the outside, because sewers are already sludge based. Slime can't hold sludge, it's science. So honestly, we're basically looking at a pretty shitty city, Smitty. <laughs> <laughs> Crisis point, Schmitty is the minister for infrastructure in slime city and his work oh, no. ethic is pretty low to say the least. 
Crisis point. The city does not have anyone famous called Dave Benson Phillips. There was once a man called Dave Benson Phillips who tried to become famous, but his act was slime-based and he was deemed drab. An (laughs) An intangible sense of loss hangs over the city like soft gack and the roofs of spires of the slime city wait for Dave Benson Phillips to arrive. Wait, wait, wait. I've just got to say, like, you you said that the other guy was too slime-based, which was trite or something like that. He's drab. Drab. Dave Benson Phillips, like, spent a lot of his career sliming people. That's the whole point in a city made of slime. Are you going to pay attention to the guy who makes slime his deal? No, you're not. You're waiting for Dave Benson Phillips. But Dave Benson Phillips made slime his deal. Yeah, but because he's gunging people would be like someone just taking a shower in Slime City. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He's building a world. Go towel off, motherfucker. The airplanes keep sinking. The tube trains keep accidentally burrowing up into the roads. And honestly, it's kind of cool that everyone swapped cars for jet skis and it gives the whole place a real holiday vibe, but it just made the economy crash. The population is rapidly aging because sexually liberated kids worked out that you could fuck almost anything in Slime City if you tried hard enough and word just got around. No one with ASMR can get around because all that slime is a trigger and is making them get boners or white and don't pretend to me that ASMR is non-sexual because I've never seen a single minger do those whispering videos. And the mayor of Slime City is Slimy Blair. He's young, he's wet, he's malleable, he's got a master's in cum science from Oxbridge. He's perfect, except except Slimy has a secret. He wants to start a war in Iraq because oil is the most valuable slime. Sound familiar? I rest my case. Slime seas, bad for the world. I want the feature now. I don't think I want one. Wow, imagine that. Another episode of Regular Features, complete and whole. If you liked what you've just heard, shame on you. But you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and there you can join our cool crew but, with two Ks. But wait, if you haven't tuned out already because we started doing the bit where we mentioned the Patreon and you're a big reader of the show, I've got a favour to ask. I've been working on a feature in my head for possibly six months and it requires somebody who can play sad piano music to a, a degree better than I can because I can't do it. I'm trying a new thing in 2019. It's called accepting when you can't do things and asking other people if they can help you. Mm. So if you listen to it and you can possibly play sad piano music, why not get in touch with me? If you can't contribute sad piano music, do go to the Patreon <laughs> and chuck us some money for the episode that we do. And I would like to shout out some of our most recent patrons. I love those guys. And I want you to come up with their slime names. <laughs> Patreon number one, Socio Hat, who follows us on Twitter and is kind. I'm, I'm, I just know Socio Hat for some reason. I don't want to say anything about well, their slime name. <laughs> you know Socio Hat, no. so you don't want to say anything about him. Is he dangerous? I just not me because I. I've seen that name a lot on my timeline. Yeah. I like them. But I don't know <laughs> why. Has he, <laughs> he got a P tape on you? <laughs> <laughs> has he got a P tape on you? I don't you? want this. What's it gonna look like with a P tape on you? I don't want him pissing the slime off my beautiful face. <laughs> okay, well how about Oliver Gerlach? Or Gerlach? I have no feelings for that. That guy's slime name is Slurpy Boo Boo. <laughs> 
I thought we were going to be going punny with these names. Oh, I was thinking goulash rather than gurlach because it's sort of like slimy. Yeah. Bailey White. Well, that's mm. slurpy enough. I didn't make me imagine that. <laughs> on Christmas White. Day, your mum walks in, you've been having a wank with a blindfold on, and by your <laughs> bed <laughs> is a big cup of Bailey White. <laughs> 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 Stefan C. Bauer. The C stands for come, obviously. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that you felt the need to breathe in before saying that. Yeah. And Willow. Oh. oh, Willow's uh, uh, slimy name is Blubber Lubber Barocco. Blubber Lubber Barocco. Barocco, actually. Oh, I looked at the tube of Barocco and mixed it up. This is the section of the show where Steve looks at us with disdain for several minutes and then gets on with it. What, you mean the podcast? No. <laughs> oh. Hey, tune in next week or we'll have another episode of the Regular Feeders podcast just for you. Oh. 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 Oh.